So, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the start of our show. We've deliberately, today's probably going to overrun a little bit, but you know what? We really wanted to do that presentation. We've done it a few years running and on different nights. And what we felt is we want everybody to be there, as many people to be there. And Sunday morning seems to be the best way of doing that. Because we praise God for this and we praise God for healings and we praise God for pushing through and reaching out and all of that. But actually we praise God for how he provides. God provides. He's a provider. And he provides through yours and mine pockets. Okay, so thank you very much. Uh, so welcome to the start of these um, sh- this short sermon series and upcoming gift day. Okay, if you're a visitor here, thank you for joining us. It's great to have you with us. Come again. Come again. Um, hopefully after this morning, it's a bit of an unusual morning, um, but hopefully after this morning, you will go away invigorated about God's church in Teesside, the, this nation, and the nations. Uh, we're not just a Sunday church, we're an everyday church, as you'll see, bringing the joy news of Jesus to everyone, everywhere. For those of you who consider, which will be most of you, Jubilee is your home. Those of you who give and serve and pray and worship faithfully here, I just want to kick off like Jed did with a ginormous thank you. All that we are and do and are known for is God's blessing to and through you. This is the only church that I have known. This is the only family that I've known and been in, and it's the best one yet. There's a compliment in there somewhere. Thank you very much for being such a great family to our family. I mean that. Approximately 20 years ago, the independent newspaper made its very famous prediction the church will be dead in 40 years. In fact, one Bible teacher, after uh, coming to the half-time period, he said poignantly, so are we half-dead then? the church. There's a thought. And maybe it wasn't a coincidence that halfway through that prediction, we had a great pause moment in the UK nationally. Lockdown, COVID-19. Seems like history now, doesn't it? A time to think for us as a church, a time to reflect where God actually shared a lot of half-time reflections with us, if you like. What do I mean by that? Well, he seemed to be mobilizing his church, you and me, out of our buildings and into the communities and relationships that God had placed us in. Before COVID, my next door neighbor wasn't really talking to me, or any of us actually. But after COVID, he's gifting me homegrown vegetables, cutting my grass and joining me for a beer on the lawn. That's a miracle if you knew what it was like before. Some of my friends were joining me on Alpha Online, not just from Teesside, but also in other towns like some of your friends. One of those distant friends, Jonathan's family member, became a Christian. The church has left the building. Andy reminded us about that this morning at our core team meeting. The church has left the building, as Chris Frost told us online, if you remember. Jubilee will not be the same as before COVID as it will be after. It'll be different. 
God also seemed to be especially highlighting the importance of a church for the poor and vulnerable and marginalized. We heard Jed talk about that in our finances, seeing how our food banks opened up and hope rose to the crisis of poverty in our area, and that's not finished yet how neighbors became support friends, how many of you were volunteering for various charities and giving generously, we saw that too, was a moment of grace in our church's history. Also, the death of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter protest in the midst of all this hullabaloo provoked churches everywhere to say sorry and repent for their centuries of racism, and discrimination. The reconciled church, God's multicolored church, seems to be the direction where God was directing us. In fact, the realization how actually connected we really were across the globe became exceptionally apparent, didn't it? With this tiny, invisible, crown-shaped life form, the coronavirus, how this thing, miles away, wreaked havoc across the world. Let's also not forget the many who died. Three of my relatives passed away from COVID, and lots of patients who I'd known for 20 years or more. They're not here now. We live in a very fragile world, don't we? The mythology of secularism or living life, uh, living like we're in control and God isn't, reveals itself plainly as mythology. And shockingly, these moments of crisis bring that to our attention. Most of all, though, as Jed also said, he could, she should have done this talk. Most of all, though, we realize God's church is resilient and often thrives in times of trial and hardship. Our prayer times, our online alphas, the use of, use of YouTube, Zoom, and social media to spread the gospel, and even, dare I say, online church, were surprising avenues where God declared our Isaiah 41 prophetic kick. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Don't you perceive it? I do now. I'm making a way in the wilderness, says God, and streams in the wasteland. Jubilee, this after-COVID season is one of no limits. I genuinely believe that. And no limits, faith in God. Promised land expectation, if you like. God is opening up new possibilities and opportunities for the church. The question is, the question is, will we by faith grasp this moment? That's always been the question in times of crisis for the church. Mark says, writes, the world is drowning in, in all its freedoms, yet thirsting for meaning. And so this week and for the next two weeks, we'll be unpacking where we feel we are as jubilee and all that God is doing amongst us. In all this time, God has never, hear this, in all this time, God has never been locked down or shut up or isolated. So this is a diagram that I hope you'll all get familiar with. And I hope that you'll get familiar with it in your personal and corporate prayer times. We're going to give you it to you later in a minute. Describing our vision 
Our vision, the bottom bar, bringing the joy news of Jesus everywhere. The overarching direction that God is changing us. Describing the values in the one, two, three, four, five, six, hexagon. No, is that right? Hexagon. Jesh, is that? Oh, he's not here. Describing our values, the kind of church God wants us, we. Notice they all start with we to be together. We rejoice, we welcome, we inspire, we go. The atmosphere of God in the church, if you like. And finally, it's a, there's a, list, it's a list of spotlights. You can see those barely in, no, you can see them actually, in, um, in smaller print. These are the areas, these are what we're calling our spotlights. These are areas of focus that God is specifically calling to us in the coming, is coming, calling us to in the coming years. The shorter term strategy. In other words, the outward expression of a rejoicing, welcoming, inspiring, and a going in God people. Values spur on. Who we are in God spur on what we do, not the other way around. So this morning, I'm going to unpack our God-given overarching statement, bringing that even though it's underarching there, but that's okay. Our overarching statement, bringing the joy news of Jesus to everyone and everywhere. In many ways, it's a rephrasing when kind of God really spoke to us about this. It's a rephrasing of the Great Commission. So let's look at them in more detail. A few of the words that poignantly stand out. Firstly, this statement calls us to bring something, bring something. What are we bringing? Bringing the joy news of Jesus. It causes us to bring. Churches primarily operate under two strategies. They're either saying primarily, come to us, or they're saying, let's go, let's go. What I've noticed over the years is that the coming strategy requires a handful of people to put on a show for you, if you like, but the bringing strategy, going, sending strategy requires all of us to take what we have in our hands and by faith to go to everyone, everywhere. Probably the most important word in Jesus' great commission is the word go, go. John Hosier, one of our Bible teachers, writes, in the church we expect to see signs of the kingdom going out. So if God's will is not expressed through the church going out, then is the church really being the church? That's what go means, and it breaks us out of our comfortable experiences of church. In Jesus, we see the rule of God being taken, going to every people group regardless Regardless of background, temperament, racial divide, or cultural barriers, I love how that plays out in this church. In Jesus, we see the kingdom of God going to the people in signs and wonders and healing and supernatural activity in prayer and teaching God's word, God's truth. In Jesus' time, church was dangerous. Risky, adventurous, groundbreaking. In Turkey, when we visited myself and Gavin, time after time, people told me stories of great faith, visions, dreams, supernatural encounters, and healing in the midst of terrible, terrible persecution, tragedy, and torture. God opened my eyes that week to a more authentic, 
expression of church. Not comfortable church, but uncomfortable church. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. Going doesn't mean that meetings on a Sunday, we're going to scrap them. Yeah, it's important to gather God's church every week to worship and praise and grow in God. It's so important. It's a key part, actually, of our discipleship. That was fundamental in the early church. It's fundamental now, and it will continue to be. But I believe going forward, the success of Jubilee is not going to be based on how big one weekly meeting is, but rather how smaller multiple gatherings keep our church more real, authentic, reaching out, accessible, and let's believe for pioneering too. So in the coming year, we have two key areas to explore and pray about and move in faith towards. Everything's not going to be done and dusted in a year, but we're going to start that journey. One is the purpose One is the purchase of this building. This building is a missional hub, an apostolic resource base for our family of churches and the immediate center of operations to plant multiple sites across Teesside. In this gift day and the coming months, we will need to call on God together to provide for that for us and step out in faith and generosity. But that's only the beginning, as we heard, and put our coats on. Once we purchase this building, it will need work, it'll need insulation, it'll efficient heating, all um, make, to make it, and also to make it more accessible for all peoples who come here, to open it up for more possibilities of use. Andy and I were talking about that this morning in Simon. I believe this building is part of God's plan. For us. Isaiah 61 says, they will build the ancient ruins and restore the long devastated places. Over the years, I always wondered whether an older traditional church building would be ours. So we press on in faith. Secondly, over this next year, we are going to be praying and exploring what it means to be multiple communities across Teesside. One large church, one larger church, multiple smaller expressions. And do you know what? That'll be a big deal for us, a big change for us. You get what you pray for. That's what God said to me. Very much part, this multiple community is very much part of bringing the joy news to more and more people across Teesside. One thing that caught my eye recently was, again, Mark says in his excellent book, Reappearing Church, he writes this, we need, we need to be interrupted, to have our patterns halted, because doing the same things only delivers the same results. We will not experience renewal by following the same patterns of life and ministry that are not delivering renewal. We feel this building will help us. We feel this building will help us draw more people from Stockton and around. We feel a site in Middlesbrough may well come through, may well come through some of our activities in hope and open door. And so in faith, we are and will continue with the help of John and Sue and Anna 
to encourage more volunteer involvement, run alphas there, run our prayer meetings there, in fact, across the two areas. Many of you already volunteer or work in the Hope Foundation or Open Door. Well done. Well done. You are integral to God's plan. Our third site is probably even further off. Who knows? It may well be even in the village or somewhere, maybe in Stokesley. We don't know. There's not a church like ours there at all. It'll be a hard plant out in the villages. Jesus said it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. But he is large and in charge. We are in faith for three sites in the coming years. How are we going to do that? Well, you would obviously normally think the procedure would be to get one up and running, tick box, then move to another, next tick box, and then move to another or another tick box, tick box. But we all felt God saying we need to do them in parallel. Now, before you all get worried um, and think we're going to be multiplying our congregations into three groups by the 16th of October in a few couple of days' time, that's not going to happen. So relax. What I mean by parallel is that we are looking to the end goal of three different areas and uh, three different expressions or communities of church in three different areas and thinking what could the journey look like to get there. Now clearly here in Stockton we're running Jubilee Tots, Fun Days and Alpha and Sunday services. This site is ahead. But maybe in other areas, the journey may look different. It may be running, it may be running things like cafe-style church during the day. It may be gathering people in homes to running Alpha. It will certainly involve praying together. Who knows at this stage? We really don't know. We're following God by what He says. And God will reveal what to do and when to do it and who is to be involved. But listen, wherever we live, we are all involved in all the sites. That's really important. This is God's call on all of us. We will all need to play our part. God's vision for multiple communities isn't about dividing the church, but rather bringing together all the body with all of its God-given and functioning parts, seeing the bigger purpose of God in Jubilee Church Teesside and releasing faith-filled, spirit-empowered men, women, and kids to see God's plan through. So I'm calling you to pray and share ideas and prophetically provoke us. A lot of you do that already. This guy, Mark says, goes on to write, a blank canvas is appearing with the possibility of a new story being written upon it. What seemed like a crisis when reframed through the eyes of the Spirit is an incredible opportunity. Reframed from the lens of defeat to one of potential, God just has to stop us and interrupt us. If you have any questions about that, please chat to us. Please keep praying. Please keep walking by faith and not by sight. Secondly, our overarching vision statement says we bring something. What do we bring? What is that something we bring? Well, we bring the joy news of Jesus. That's what the gospel is, isn't it? Good news, joy news. 
Matthew 4.23 says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom. And what did that look like? Healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over the place. The gospel of the kingdom has now, through Jesus, become available to ordinary people, ordinary human beings like you and me, and your work work colleagues, and your next-door neighbor, and your mom, and dad, and sister, and uh, brother, and nephews, and nieces, and grandchildren to be part of. And it's here now. You can see change in the world, in in the places God has put you in now. The joy news of Jesus. I want to encourage all of you to be shaped by this joy news that renews and revives us throughout our Christian walk. This is true discipleship, not just meetings and going through the motions, not a course, not a program, not necessarily something that is done to you, but rather experiencing and taking to others Jesus' gospel promises. They come into us and out of us, and God changes us and matures us and grows us through that experience. In Jubilee, discipleship and leadership primarily plays out in two ways. It's a bit more complicated than that, but two ways. Join a community group and join a team. Join a community group and join a serving team. You see, community groups is the main place to grow in the gospel. Discipleship is a together process. We're not lone rangers in the church. Sharing your experiences, developing accountability, growing in your gifts, being encouraged and encourages. Finding out what's written on that t-shirt. We're down below. Pastoral care and releasing discipleship in this church comes through community groups. And I cannot overstate the importance of this. So if after COVID you're still not part of one, then you have really good, good reasons, and some of you do. Or if you're new here, speak to us. Make it a priority. Parents, please model your value of community groups to your kids too. Get stuck in. Contribute to it. Without you, something is missing. Like a missing leg, an irritating, annoying piece of Lego. We need each and every one of you. But also the outworking of discipleship and leadership in the church is joining a serving team. There's loads of them, both in the church and in our social action projects. The Hope Foundation, Open Doors, Save Families, (coughs) and Jubilee Tots. And others, by other churches, lots of churches, lots of opportunities. This is how Jesus' joy goes viral. Jubilee, Jesus invites you to be changed by his big gospel of the kingdom. And get this, to become an agent of that very kingdom. To experience God's reign in your own life and then to become a conduit of God's power, joy, and love to a bruised and bleeding world all around you. That was Jesus' joy, wasn't it? Jesus said, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Matthew 5. 
Not beam me up, Scotty, or I'm a Christian, get me out of here. Not at all. Rather, put me in the dirt and the darkness. Fill me with your spirit and let God light that dirt and darkness up. Bill Johnson writes, the fullness of the spirit in us is measured primarily by how much of it overflows out of us and touches the world around us. Exciting. Jubilee, we have joy news. Jubilee celebration news. That's what our name actually means. News to sing about. News to pray about. News to deliver. News that needs to go viral. As Karen and Paul once shared with us, we are God's love letters or Amazon packages, if you remember that, to a lost and dying world. Bringing the joy news of Jesus finally to everyone everywhere. No limits. You might think, hold on, this is too wide and too broad and, well, quite frankly, overwhelming. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's faith, isn't it? What does Jesus say to a handful of ragtag, fumbling, terrified disciples before he ascends to heaven? He says, but go and make disciples of all nations. Really? How do you want us to do that, Lord? Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. This is a promise. In Jerusalem, in all of Judea, and even Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. No limits. We are starting Alpha soon. Our Alpha evenings are an amazing way, if you've not been to Alpha, if you're not a Christian here this morning. Our Alpha are amazing ways um, to hear about Jesus, get a feel for what motivates us, as a church, there are also ways to befriend people, have fun, and be challenged by a different way of thinking and seeing things. So who will you invite, Jubilee? Who will you speak to and say, fancy coming along? you love it. Two of those friends that I read to you on that list that I made that day when Annabelle here, here was here, I haven't asked all of them yet, but two of them out of three have already said yes. That's good. That's good. Take some of our cards from the back and give them to people. Or send our website link with a personal, encouraging message to your friends who you know well. No limits. Who are you going to invite? There are no limits in terms of nations joining our church. We're seeing that week in, week out. In an interview Dr. Mark, with Dr. Martin Luther King, he lamented, I think it's one of the tragedies of our nation, one of the most shameful tragedies that at 11 o'clock or 10.30 here, yeah, on a Sunday morning is one of the most segregated hours. King was then talking about ethnic barriers, and this is still the case in many churches across the UK. But there are other barriers, aren't there? Social barriers, gender, sexuality, addiction, criminality, mental health, all sorts. Just look at where God has put our new church building, church site. It's heartbreaking walking hit on an evening to the church and looking at the streets and the tragedy of broken lives. Maybe God is telling us something. I remember some years ago now, Steve Witt 
uh, a former Whittington, um, a former elder here who planted a new thriving church in Hull. We sent out their teams and is now planting in Birmingham. He prophesied over us that we are to be like a tree that birds of all kinds and colors <coughs> will find refuge and safety and flight. A place to call home, a place from which to be sent. While I was praying over, um, over that tree of healing that was in the corner over there for the nations in the prayer room, while I was praying over that last week, I saw wounded, hungry birds perch in its branches. That was important. No limits. A gentleman called Ray, some of you may remember Ray, he prophesied some years ago at a prayer meeting in the old woodshed. Many of you know, won't even know where that is. He declared in that woodshed, he said, in here will look like out there. He has put our Stockton site in a new out there. He has put our Stockton site in a new out there. He has, hasn't he? It's different out here. Our faith challenge is now to make that new out there look more and more like in here. No limits. Supporting Michael and Mabel in the Volta region of Ghana and all that they are doing in planting churches, starting the hard work ahead of a compassion child development center with 200 kids that they're going to take from three onwards for the next 20 years. In raising men and women influencers through their school of leadership program, in serving our Christ Central family as they faithfully do. There are amazing faith-filled teams, no limits. If the band can come out, that'd be great. Do you believe the phrase everyone everywhere is expressing our no limits heart for Teesside? This nation and the nations bringing the joy news of Jesus to everyone, everywhere. So again, a massive thank you to all that you have been on that journey. And so as we come to a gift day this year, even in the midst of a world in recession, God is saying the antidote for fear is faith. The antidote for fear is faith. Generous faith, stretching faith, grace-filled, joyful faith, jubilee faith, our name. So enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, says God. Strengthen your sticks. Now, in case you're wondering, by the way, the church isn't half dead. In case you're believing the independent. It's very much alive. We, we see that. Week in and week out, the church is alive and its prayers are invigorated, are invigorated about the second half. We are invigorated about the second half, all of you. This half-time pause and interruption has been God's megaphone jubilee to rouse a deaf world. And we hear God, don't we? We hear God, don't we? All of us are called to be right there on the front line, praying, serving, loving, forgiving, sacrificing, healing, stepping out in faith, bringing the joy news of Jesus to everyone everywhere. So a big question, Jubilee. Are you in? Yes. You can think about it. Are you in? Yes. Yeah, we're in. We're in this together. We have been for years. 
we're going to sing a song now, okay? And we're going to praise God. But I also felt prophetically, thank you for putting all these out. Is Alice here? No, she's not. She put all these out on everybody's table, uh, everybody's pews, and we've just gathered them in. But I felt prophetically, we have a core team here who, who together we kind of seek God, pray together. We help lead the church with elders and different people. And I just felt, if you can come out, core team, not all of you are here, but whoever's here, come out, core team. Come out, core team. After a great week of prayer, I felt prophetically there's something about a handing of a baton on. Okay. And so we're going to hand these things out, not because there's a hierarchy in the church and we're right up there and we're saying, go and do this. But actually, this is not about this leadership team doing all the work. It's about all of us being involved in what Jesus is doing in Jubilee Church. And so we're going to hand this out, and it's basically a summary of what we've just said. And I'd like you to put it in your pockets, put it in your wallets, put it in your purses, put it in your handbags, whatever it is. And I want you to use it. Get it out regularly. Pray about it. It's not just a piece of paper to throw away. Pray about it. Ask God. Intercede powerfully. Okay? But as a prophetic act, I want you to all, one by one, come to the front. We won't be doing communion. We'll be doing it something different. No. One by one, come and take that baton. Take it back to your pews and say, God, I'm in this. God, I'm in this. We are in this. Because God is doing a new thing. And it will require faith. Okay, we're going to sing. And as we're doing that, one by one, I'd like you to come up and take your...